Starting with a friend. Honestly, I think that was the biggest factor that we're still going on. Like, I... Yeah, I think that's so, it's so important. If I didn't have you on my back, like edit these videos, do this, I wouldn't be doing it. And I, exactly. I feel like it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. We needed each other to push each other into it. I'm Lawrence. I'm Uzair. We're two university students trying to plan our futures and create success. Today, we're going to be having a discussion on what we learned in our first month on YouTube. Welcome, everyone. This is Thinking Ahead. Right, let's get right into it then, yeah? Yeah. So, we've been on YouTube now for a month and a half. Yeah. Um, and I feel like we've, there's already so many things that we need to pick up on. There's so many things that we've learned, mm -hmm. so many things that we need to implement, yeah. uh, things that we started implementing we didn't think we would, right? Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, let's start talking about it. So what, what would you say was the most time-consuming thing on YouTube? What's the thing that's going to take the most time for people I to I think it was like it? editing. So that's pretty obviously like the most time consuming thing. Yeah. We kind of underestimated how, how, how long it'll actually take us to edit videos. Definitely. You know? Um, I mean, I think initially when we um, got into it, we were like, we started using iMovie. Mm. Yeah. And then it was mostly you who was doing the editing. And then you were, you complained about like, how is this taking too much time? And I was like, yeah, yeah it seems a bit unfair. Yeah. So I started doing it. And then I realized like how like time consuming it is. But it is also like if it is time consuming like and like challenging, you kind of are interested in doing it. But yeah. it's so monotonous because you just have to like find the filler words. You have to like remove the parts that you don't like and stuff. So it's just very repetitive and monotonous. So it is kind of boring as well. Yeah. So I think that makes it more time consuming. And that and like we are more prone to like procrastinate on that, you know? Yeah, I think that's the one thing that we end up lagging behind on the most. Yeah. And I think if you look at our time schedule, it ends up being maybe 20% on actually filming the video, 5%, maybe even 10% on planning the videos, and then the other 70% is just like editing, right? Yeah. That's what we spend like all of our time on. And it, exactly. Especially when you're doing two videos a week, like that we've been trying to do, it ends up being just so much time consumed by that. Yeah. Um, and now that we've started bringing in, we're trying to make our videos a little bit fancier and add in some kind of effects and stuff like that, then there's a new layer, right? True. Talk about like how like, I mean, we use like iMovie initially. So I think a lot of people think about like how it'd be like really hard to get into like editing because they don't mm. know anything. But it was surprisingly easy. Like, iMovie is so easy to use. Yeah. And I think yeah. anyone who's just getting started, I think like you don't really have to worry about having the right skills and the right tools. So our first 10 videos are just made on iMovie. Mm. And we were still able to learn so much while using that. And now, of course, we've moved to like Adobe Premiere. Yeah. But um, definitely. you don't need that right from the start. No, definitely not. I think from the start, like iMovie was perfectly fine. And then the more videos that we've done, the more small things. It's never anything big, but it's like the more small things that you notice that you can't do on iMovie that you would be able to do on like Final Cut or like yeah. Adobe Premiere. Mm -hmm. So then then things kind of slowly build up and then, but luckily for us, I have a friend who has an a, Adobe creative account and so she luckily lent it to us and then that's why we've moved to Adobe Premiere. But from the start, like definitely that was, we shouldn't do that. That would have mm -hmm. taken way too long. No. Thank you, Mira. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so I think um, that that's like one thing we learned. Um, another thing we learned was about the schedule. What do you think we learned like in terms of like scheduling? Yeah, I mean, we definitely, 
<laughs> we definitely didn't stick to the schedule completely. Mm-hmm. I think it was useful that we were trying to like be concise and we had certain days where we'd plan the episodes, certain days where we'd film them, certain days where we'd edit them, etc. Yeah. And when we post, but then it did, we started falling behind, right? So there was, there was definitely things to learn. Like, what do you think we learned about that? Yeah, I mean, I initially think we were a lot more flexible like although we had like deadlines to stick to mm. i think the the reason that we we weren't going to put them out to the public just yet we kind of that incentive like that pressure was off our heads that like no one's actually watching our videos mm. so we don't really have to like stick to the schedule you know but i think like when uh, people actually start watching them a lot we're going to yeah. have to like be more rigid in that sense so I think, what do you think? Like, do you think, like, what was the reason like we weren't really sticking to the schedule? I mean, obviously the editing was a big part of it, but also just personal lives. Like it is hard, it's, it takes a lot of discipline. Mm-hmm. And even if you're trying to make it as easy as possible, the easiest possible form still has a significant amount of effort that we had to put in. So just, I don't know, maybe as a team, like, but we also needed to go through that, I feel, to make it streamlined. Like, mm. we'd learn a lot of stuff, and we're still in that initial phase where it's just a lot of energy. But it will get more streamlined, I think, as we go along, right? Yeah, I think, like, for sure, like, we are already, like, sticking to the schedule a lot more, you know? Um, I think one thing we also learned was, do you remember, like, initially, what we what we planned on doing was, like, just sitting there and, like, filming whenever we were just like hanging out but yeah. i feel like that was like very that wasn't very useful mm. so it's always good to like have like a specific day in mind where you are going to be filming and you only do that you know definitely yeah i mean on that point i think um again with the schedule i think being more realistic as well with how long things are going to take like even like we're filming a 40 minute podcast but it'll end up taking closer to two hours than one hour mm-hmm. Um, and how much time it takes to edit and how much time it takes to set up. So like yeah. bring it all together because I think it's better if we be realistic because then we're not just going to always be over our, all our deadlines. True, exactly. Yeah. Um, another thing was about like batching our videos, you know, mm. like the idea of like doing them all together. I think I got it from like Tim Ferriss where he mm. talks about like batching your groceries and all those things. Yeah, and we're yeah. like, we should use that idea of like our videos as well. Mm. How do you think like that helped us? Yeah, I think... We tried it. We, we we tried it for a big one. If you see in our videos when we we're in the cabin in the woods, um, but that was actually the point where we slacked off the most. I think. Yeah. It was too much, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I think like we're, we're we're only able to to process like a video or two per week. Yeah. So then trying to do all of them at once, like that was yeah. a lot. And you, you were editing the vlog, weren't you? So like. Yeah. What was that like? No, honestly, it wasn't that like the vlog itself wasn't that hard, especially mm. because we'd done it. But I think the reason we kind of went on a slump after we did the thing was because, like, doing that many videos... Like, what we do when we do this is because we enjoy it, you know? But I think when you, like, do that many videos together, like, you kind of get, like, you have enough of it for a while. Yeah, like, we kind of got burnt out. Oh, my God, like, five five videos, like, that's it. Like, I don't want to be doing videos for, like, another two weeks now. Yeah. You know? And then you don't do them for, like, another two weeks. And then you just, like... Yeah, like, then you kind of, like, fall off the cliff a little bit, and then you don't, like, you're not in the YouTube mindset anymore. So I think it's good to, like, batch ideas, but it's, you should keep the video shooting regularly. 
Yeah. Because that keeps you in that YouTube headspace. You know? Exactly. Definitely from a beginner perspective, I feel like if you um, film a video regularly, edit ready regularly, plan it regularly, all of them skills are still very new to you when you first start YouTube. So you need to be doing them on a regular basis because we kind of then had a small period afterwards where we went a bit out of touch with it because we'd film four videos and then we hadn't filmed anything for like two, three weeks. And then after that, it's like, it's it, like we've lost some of the skill that we'd learned, right? Exactly. Um, one important thing I think we all learned, like I think we both learned on YouTube was just like um, starting with a friend, you know? Yeah. Do you think like, honestly, I think that was the biggest factor that we're still going on. Yeah. I if think we did not have each other, I mean, we yeah. wouldn't have gotten this far. We would not still be here yeah. at all. <laughs> Like, what do you think? Like, how did that help? Like, just starting with someone. It's I like, uh, yeah, I think that's so, it's so important, right? Like, like you said, like, I would not, if you, if I didn't have you on my back, like, edit these videos, do this, I wouldn't be doing it. And I, exactly. I feel like it's the same thing, right? Like, mm -hmm. we needed each other to push each other into it. Yeah. And do you think it also helps with, like, the confidence, you know? When you do it alone, you kind of feel like you're kind of, like, just, you don't feel like, oh, people are judging me. But yeah. you have, like, another guy who's, like, with you on that train. It's almost got your back. Exactly. You know, it's like when you, you're out with your friends and you do stupid things. Mm. You're mm. with your friend, it doesn't, you don't feel that, like, embarrassed. But you're yeah. alone and doing the same stupid things. You feel embarrassed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I think you really need, honestly, like, I give so much credit to people who start a YouTube channel by themselves and still can consistently post on a regular basis because yeah. how the hell do you do it honestly there's That's been impossible. so many slumps already yeah we've only been doing this for like six weeks and already you know we needed each other for that exactly um so no i definitely definitely suggest doing it with a friend do you think it helps with the finances as well just having someone to like split the cost with all the things yeah i would yeah definitely i would say that like two people you've already got twice the resources between you mm -hmm. um like when we needed to buy, for instance, the, the microphones, like splitting that between two people works yeah. much better. Um, yeah, everything. Splitting, it's not just the money, it's more like splitting the time. Like if you were had to be one person filming two videos by yourself, but then editing two videos by yourself, that would be impossible. I yeah, think that would so be hard. like freaking impossible. And like, even like me, when I don't work, I feel, I feel like you like push me and then you're like, you, you, I yeah. always am worried about like, I don't really care about the videos not being put on time. I'm always worried about like you getting mad. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so that's why, like I'm always like, ah, fuck. Yeah. But it is, it's like accountability. You don't want to let someone down, uh -huh. but it's quite easy to let yourself down. Yeah, I get that. Um, all right. So what do you think about like the idea of like quantity over quality? That's something we like learned really early on and we decided like that's what we are going to stick with. Um, but maybe like you could elaborate more on what that means for our channel. Yeah, sure. I mean, we got this from like, this is Ali Abdal's model where basically he shows a bunch of statistics which indicate that if you get out a certain amount of quantity over a certain period of time regularly, it will like improve, like grow your net, your audience by a lot. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. It has more to do with, like, I feel like people initially start off with the quality in mind. And not only is that bad for two reasons, because you focus so much on the quality that, like, you are less likely to, like, you are more likely to procrastinate. So you don't put that many things out there. Mm. But it is also bad because it is actually quite counterintuitive when people think that quality matters more on YouTube. No, in reality, 
quantity matters more. Like people who have good quality videos, but only like 10 videos, don't do nearly as good as people who have like not as good quality, but like have 200 videos, you know? Definitely. So that's why quantity matters more than quality. What do you think like, but also like, it doesn't have to be either or, right? What do you Mm. think about like how quality improves over time? Yeah, I mean, the classic example is looking at, um, there's the painter who paints one painting and it takes him a month to paint it, compared to the painter who paints one painting every single day for a month. And it's like, who's better at the end of the month? The painter is painted every single day mm-hmm. because everything is streamlined. It's not just, even if that one, the other painter has a good image from the start, then the other painter is like streamlining all the processes, the way, you know, his technique and like how he implements it and how he thinks about it and his creativity and everything. And that's what it was, right? Yeah. Like we've, we've honed it so much more just from doing this. And I think you can see this on our YouTube videos. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Like even though we started off by saying that we'll start with like quantity, but as the quantity improves, like I think quality also improves over time. So unintentionally, we are improving our quality, but by not keeping that as a priority, like that's why we're able to create like more videos and stuff, you know? Yeah. You shouldn't be prioritizing that over the other thing. Yeah. Um, and I think that that goes hand in hand with trying new things. And that's something that I really suggest for new YouTubers because like just, dipping your toe in in like so many different areas then you can see like no this is wrong we're not going to do that mm-hmm. oh we, but we should try this oh that makes this better yeah. this makes the editing easier we sh- and like you can't do that without quantity if you're only making a video once a month then like and you just and you figure out that that one thing is like the one thing that you're doing is wrong you've got like to wait a whole month before you're even going to correct that yeah yeah um, for sure i mean that's definitely like one thing we we're going to stick with for the um next few years while we continue youtube but also there was a statistics right like there was this statistic by like ali mm. where you talked about oh was it ali or was it someone else like i don't know you said like you need to have this many videos before you reach like them like them a million subscribers yeah or yeah what was it like i think it was um don't quote me on this but off the top of my head maybe the average uh person with a million subscribers has 2,000, 1,000 maybe, yeah, 1, 000 1 000 to 2,000 2, videos. videos, yeah, posted. Yeah. Um, and I think when you quantify it and you have like an actual goal in mind, yeah. and obviously that seems like so far away, but if you knew for certain that if I post 1,000 videos, I will probably have a million yeah. subscribers. Exactly. That, keeps that you like motivates you. Yeah. yeah. Because like quality is so arbitrary. Like you can't be like, oh, if I have that quality, then I'll have that many subscribers. Mm. But like quantity is like so objective, like, if you have that many videos, you're getting that many subscribers. And that like real tangible like value in front of you is like so good at motivating you. Yeah, definitely. You know? And also because it's like, if you know that you only need a thousand like videos rather than an amount of time, then you can go, right, well, if I start making videos as quickly as possible, as many as possible, then I'm going to get to that goal quicker. Yeah, like you'll get there much quicker and much faster in some way. What do you think about like, working harder some people think like you need to work harder Mm. but in reality what we actually believe in you need to work smarter rather than being working harder in terms of like the thumbnails and stuff yeah i think i think like we found we've started to find a balance like with the thumbnails does it the start like the thing you were doing using gimp to like edit them right like talk a bit about that yeah so I, i actually started out with like oh you know what like Lawrence is doing the editing, so he's good at iMovie. I need to become good at graphic design. So I started like learning GIMP from like scratch. But I realized like, like just because everyone like does it, like all these professionals and stuff do it, 
doesn't mean you have to do it that way as well mm-hmm. you know like it's okay like if you don't know how to use photoshop if you, it's okay if you don't know how to like use gimp and stuff yeah like you can still have like good quality with a lot less effort and you shouldn't feel like bad about it you know so we started using canva yeah um <clears throat> yeah so we like split, tell us more like what canva yeah, is yeah i mean so we ended up we ended up splitting the cost amongst a few of our other friends as well because they use it for different reasons mm-hmm. um so it ends up uh costing about 2.5 to $3 per month for each of us which works out really well canvas is a tool you can create any kind of graphic design it already has the formats for youtube thumbnails instagram posts everything so it's super super quick yeah um and i think yeah like the most important thing to remember is that like the user only sees the end product yeah so like they don't see all this hard work that you're putting in in the editing and the thumbnail and stuff they just see the thumbnail so like like if you have a good thumbnail that's it Try yeah exactly make don't, that as easy as possible yeah it doesn't have to like you don't have to put like 4 hours behind it and you shouldn't be feeling guilty about spending only 10 15 minutes yeah. making it if it's good it's good you know yeah um don't be yourself over it yeah no and we've we've now i think we're we're getting close to it already like yeah. if you look at the thumbnail for the the last two videos that we've put on our podcast like that we've already found our format now and now it's just as easy as putting the image in putting the title in much more simple. Exactly, and it only takes 5 minutes. In comparison, the first thumbnail we ever did, like it's so like not aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. And it like took like forever to make. Yeah. You know? It was like at least an hour there. Exactly. Spent, wasn't it? Yeah. But I feel like we pat ourselves on the back because we like, oh, we spent that much time on it. When in reality, are we getting any results from it? Exactly. It's like a, the illusion of thinking that more time is going to equal like better quality when in yeah. reality we've exactly. got the better quality with less time. Mhm. Um Do you also want to talk about like how like the division of labor felt like initially and like now like how you felt about it like and what yeah, we did sure. like what we changed? I mean, I'll talk about it now and then you can talk about like I talk about what we did before and you can talk about what we're doing now. Fair enough, yeah. Um so what the way we started was that I wanted to get better at editing. Um Uzay wanted at editing videos and Uzay wanted to get better at like doing the graphic design and stuff. So we thought great he can work on the thumbnail he can do the description the header etc the title for the video and then i will work on editing the video but then i think literally first week in two weeks in i started to realize the editing takes so much effort and so what you start to see as we get towards the end of the month is that i've spent like many many hours on the videos and the thumbnails are getting like we said progressively easier and easier yeah. to do um so but now we've changed it right so like what yeah. do we do now so what we do now is like we rather than put like uh just like thumbnail and like like categorize based on like skills we're doing it like based on like so everyone does all the things but we do it alternatively yeah so like one week i'll be the one who edits the videos and the next week it'll be lawrence is the one who edits the videos and then now what we're trying even better is like um so i'll do like the first part of the editing so like the major clips and stuff and then lawrence does the uh, the, the after actual, effects the after effects and all the graphic design and like all the things you know yeah so i feel like that's a good division of labor cuz then like you know like both of you learn all the skills so it's not just by the end of 3 years you're very good at graphic design and i'm very good at editing yeah. like the other way around yeah 
but it's like we're both equally good at everything you know yeah so that's much better for both of us yeah you know? i feel like we've put in we've like implemented like two very productive skills so we've put in the conveyor belt which is basically that like people do a small task over and over again so it's very quick but not to the extent that we're not interchangeable yeah so if the user is feeling like today's not his day like mm-hmm. I can step in and yeah. pick up more work, but he can also do that for me. So, yeah. so we're finding a very fine line between having someone like perfecting a skill, but also having the flexibility that we're like interchangeable. Exactly. As well. Yeah, I feel like that's a good skill to learn. Mm. Um, we should also talk about like, well, like of course these are like the things that we've learned so far. Yeah. What are the things that we should do better? Moving on. From yeah. Now? Um. I'm trying to think. I mean, definitely like one thing that we we does need work and we haven't addressed it because we just haven't had enough time. It's like SEO and things like that, right? Like optimizing the title and our keywords and yeah. all that. Like I don't really know how that works. Mm. I mean, I don't think you do yeah. either. Like we no. need to work on that, don't we? Yeah. Uh, I don't think we like paid enough attention to like the actual metrics so far, mm. you know? Like we've we we worried about the actual videos. But we need to realize like the videos are a part of YouTube and like someone who cracks like how YouTube works, like he'll get a lot more results much quicker, you know? Yeah. So we shouldn't just be focused on the actual videos. We should figure out like what thumbnails work, what titles work, what like time we should be releasing our videos on, you know, mm. what region we should be focused on, you know, like yeah. those sort of things. Like, and like, what does the algorithm reward? What doesn't it reward? I think once we figure that out, we'd be like able to reduce like the number of videos we need to put to get to that like number like a million which is in our head you know exactly that's part of the working smarter i think exactly well. it is like we we are just working harder at this point and if we work smarter we'll be getting a lot more results mm. for sure and um, it's also like a like a website as well like if you're not able to get searched on Google and you don't come up in that first page, like people are just not going to see you. It doesn't matter how good your website is. Mm-hmm. No one's going to land on that website. Exactly. The same with our video. We need to try and make it more so people land on your video when they search something. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, for sure. So we, we are planning on like doing like research on SEO like before the end of the month. Yeah. So we just spent one day just sitting there and like doing all the research on it. So that the next few videos we actually align better with the algorithm, and we'll see like if that yields results. Yeah, we'll so. see if we can crack the code. Exactly, because yeah. I feel like our quality has definitely improved, but has the number of views and the number of subscribers we have increased? Yeah. It hasn't really, right? You're right. And like it, like the perfect example is like how like we were so proud of our like most recent thumbnail for like the podcast, but it has like the least views. Of like any of our podcasts, yeah, and like we're like, what did we do wrong, you know? Yeah. So it probably has something to do with the title or the time we po- posted it on, or like maybe like, maybe even the thumbnail, like the align, like how aligned it is. Yeah. You know, those things. That's true. I mean, is there? Have you got anything else as well? That I you think we need to work on in the future? Yeah, I think I think. How about like talk about like keeping a permanent setup? Yeah, I think an important part is to find like the regular rhythm and a regular rate because. If you make it as easy as possible, you're more likely to stick to it as much as possible. And and now that we've we've tested the waters enough, like with our podcast, for instance, we've got a more permanent setup. And now for us to set this up, it only takes five ten minutes. Um, whereas before, 
like trying to find the perfect angle and the right camera settings like i have the camera's preset i know what the camera needs to be on for us to look like this mm -hmm. um and so it's so much easier and now we can spend more time focusing on the actual video and the content rather than all this like kind of just hassle before true, true, true. like but like how i mean how do you think we like what else have we been doing permanently it's not just the setup is it yeah um also i think maybe like we need to stick to the schedule a bit more mm. so we should for sure like start taking the deadline seriously you know so mondays and wednesdays is when we've decided like we'll shoot our videos mm. so we need to shoot them on mondays and wednesdays and we need to post them on like um Monday, Monday and Thursday. Monday and Thursday, you know? Yeah. So that, like, we need to, like, keep that. And I feel like habits, like, you know, create, like, happen when, like, you create a routine. So if there's one time you do it, like, 20 different times, mm. it's more likely to stick rather than just, like, doing it 20 times, but, like, on different times. Yeah. Like, your body doesn't really understand it. So, yeah. like, it doesn't become a habit, yeah. you know? So, so we should be more strict on that. What do you think about, like, us, also, like, our marketing strategy? How do you think we could improve on that? Like just putting ourselves out there. Yeah, I mean, uh, putting it crudely, like we just need to stop giving a crap. I, and I think that's mostly me. You're the one who who says that we really need to be putting it out. Yeah. I'm the one, I'm I'm too much of a perfectionist. Yeah, I get that. Um, and I, so I hate like, like we really need to be reaching out more to our friends and mm -hmm. stuff and using the platforms. Like we've, like we've both got so many followers on, on LinkedIn and yeah. we've got sub substantial people on Instagram, but we're, we're not really yeah, utilizing exactly. that at the minute. Yeah, like I think the perfect example was like how like my logic video, which like nearly I haven't put as much effort into it as like the YouTube channel, mm. but it already has like way more views than the YouTube channel combined. <laughs> Because I put it like on WhatsApp, you yeah, it's like five yeah. minutes of marketing yielded that results. Yeah, I feel like we put it like our YouTube channel out there, we'll have like so many subscribers and so many viewers, you know. Mm. So we should definitely do that. And I think like the idea that you have like you are a perfectionist in some way, and I know like um, like Gary we talks about it. Perfectionism is just like hidden insecurities, you know. Like you shouldn't be like yeah. perfectionist. So, like stop giving. Like we shouldn't care about what other people think of us yeah. at this point. So yeah, I know, and, I, and we're very lucky because we've got we're at university, so we have such a large audience that we can target, um, and it's so easy. It's just a matter of clicks to just post something on a Facebook page, on a committee page, on like our year group, like wherever. It's so easy, and that's already the reach is going to be, you know, up to nine hundred people. Yeah, which we can, you know, we really need to engage with that exactly. more. Exactly. Yeah, we should definitely put ourselves out there more. I think we should like get over like the fear of judgment you know yeah um and i think that's anything if you're starting a youtube channel as well yeah. like ex not exploit your audience but exploit the opportunity you have to be interacting with all these people mm -hmm. um and in the engagement that you get from that is going to help your seo and it's going to help boost your videos up and, and stuff like that so like yeah, yeah definitely sure. we do need to start doing we that we should do that more often one thing we didn't talk about was like how like, we should try different things out you know mm. So do you remember like during the start, yeah. we were just like trying different setups out, trying different lightings, trying like different just layouts. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Um, so maybe talk about like the value in actually doing that because you were like really interested in like we should try different things. Yeah, I, I think because I, it's always like at the start of a creative like process, you always need to try new things because there's never going to be one way. And especially when, you know, you watch all these YouTube like videos on how to how to start a YouTube channel and stuff like that. And and yeah, they help you, but 
also they're, they're very particular to their own situation so you do need to find your own feet by trying new things and you're not going to know until you, until you try them yourself like it's all well and good when someone tells you in theory about a way that something works but if it doesn't work in practice for you then you know it's, it's just not going to happen it's not going to happen you know um, and I think that's what we should be like we kind of now we know what like how long our podcast is we know like mm. um what structure we need to have for our podcast we know what setup we need to have for our podcast what we need and we also know what setup like the other day we tried this new setup out for like our youtube video which was actually pretty good yeah yeah we know that like how that works now i feel like we wouldn't have known all these things if we didn't try out like five different other things before yeah that. yeah mm-hmm. like if you even if you think that you've got like the right editing or the right like video setup still try new things because it could be better potentially exactly and i feel like right now we're at a point where like we don't have that many subscribers so it is mostly just experimenting mm. i feel like we don't want to be just trying one thing out right from the start and then we get to a point where like we have so many subscribers but we haven't tried different things out so exactly. we, we we like start regretting like the setup we have yeah and we make second choices but it's very hard to like switch then because you'll worry about like what will my audience react like will this like stick with the audience will they like it and stuff yeah. so we don't have that pressure on it yeah. we're kind of exploiting that you got the opportunity for failure now but less so as you go along exactly so i think like the first 10 or 20 videos should just be like you trying to experiment and trying new things out you know yeah. for sure Definitely. um i, I think that was I, it for today right yeah i think that's it i think we covered most of it yeah that was us reviewing our first month on youtube and what we've learned and what we want to get better at eventually yep. as we go onwards and i feel like this video is not just useful for people who want to learn about like getting started on youtube but it's also like really good for us to look yeah. back on to like maybe two months from now and see like how different this is you know yeah maybe we should do this like, a regular thing like every like six months or like every year or something yeah i think so it helps us hold ourselves accountable yeah um and thoroughly suggesting it yourself as well yeah for sure We'll yeah. see you guys next time. Thank you for watching.